Good morning, everyone. Friends, of course, uh, you understand uh, the solemnity of uh, All Saints is a celebration of our family, all of the uh, Christian church and everything. And in celebrating this, we honor uh, all the people who lived uh, holy lives and who died uh, in many instances in heroic witness uh, to the Christian faith and to the Christian values. And the church declares that the saints are multitude and we honor many like Aquinas and uh, Augustine and St. Therese of Lisieux, Padre Pio, Faustina, very, very well-known names to us. And uh, however, today's celebration also focuses on the saints in heaven that are unknown to us. Um, those, if you will, anonymous saints uh, whose names uh, do not appear in our canons or on our calendar of uh, saints, uh, the many um, women and men um, uh, who the church hasn't beatified and canonized, but uh, that belongs to God also. And, but they enjoy the beatific vision of God. And uh, sometimes I used to tell people, we might be surprised one day when we get there, oh my, how did you get in here? <laughs> Friends, uh, the celebration, this feast in the church goes back uh, 15 centuries, a day in honor of all the saints, uh, God's, uh, and uh, we honor them. And honoring them, we honor God. But we always remember that God worked his miracles through them. God worked through them because they allowed themselves to be, to have that and to be open. And during the year, we honor specific saints on particular days, people who stood out like lights in times of darkness. Uh, when I came, uh, I didn't plan properly. And I told the guys, I said, oh, darn it, all my relics are on the table in the house. <laughs> I guess those saints don't get to come to Mass with me today. <laughs> to which I'll have to pray later about that. I'll be in the kitchen. All right, you guys, <laughs> I forgot to bring your bones yeah, to the church. But um, if God is everywhere, and he is, and we say that the saints are with God, then you know what the implication is. Our saints are not far from us either. And uh, this is good because sometimes we put them at such a distance. Uh, they become figures that are impossible to know and understand, and yet they were just like us. And uh, so we honor all the saints, the ones canonized and those uh, who we do not know about. And, and in the church's first thousand years, uh, people were named saints by popular uh, acclamation. Uh, Hildegard of Bingen is one that comes to mind. The church never canonized her, uh, but her name appears in the canon of books. Um, my understanding is one of the popes scratches said, how does she get in there? <laughs> Who put her name in there? Uh, later on, the church would have a formal process uh, establishing uh, a method, if you will, uh, to thoroughly examine uh, the person's life. Um, sometimes the process would take hundreds of years, and uh, not to try the patience of the saints. Um, the process of canonization doesn't put someone in heaven. Uh, rather, uh, canonization is the church's way of declaring that someone is already in heaven. Of course, there are many more saints than those, like I said, on our official canons. Um, 
for many folks, especially the young, as I was getting at, saints seem so far away um, and in another time. They appeared to be so heroic as to be almost unreal to us. Those many ancient martyrs, medieval monks and nuns, uh, were heroes larger than life, like the stained glass windows in many basilicas. They seem to us to be 20 feet tall, and uh, yet, as I said, they were like us. They were very ordinary people who lived extraordinary lives of love and faithfulness. The saints were not genetically different from us. They were people like us who opened themselves deeply to the very grace of God and became strong in Christ. And in that, they are models then for us. We all live in our times, and we know our times are very challenging right now. But when we look at the and study the saints, they did too. They lived in really challenging times. So it must be then that every generation um, certainly thinks they live in the worst of times. I hear people, probably couldn't be any worse. This has got to be the apocalypse. I'm like, yeah, they felt that way 200 years ago too because they wrote about it and they actually used the same words. We live in a time when um, there is widespread hopelessness and uh, uh, mixed in there is anger and frustration and it presents itself or acts itself out um, where there is disregard and disrespect for the sacredness of life. And the saints of the past, they also lived in times like that. We live in a time of challenges to the church and to family and to values and virtues. And our saints, they also did. We live in a time of of violence, and the saints did too. We live in a time when people seem indifferent to all things that are sacred and make fun of it. Our saints also lived in a time like that. Every generation has its period of challenge and hardship and trial. Our first reading tells us uh, that those dressed in white are the ones who have survived their time of trial and challenge. And it tells us they come from every nation, every race, every people, every language. Every generation has its time of trial and challenges, just like the saints. The saints are the ones who held the faith. They held on to hope. They held on to Christ's words and his promises. And they did not give in to the ways of their times. But in fact, they rose above it. And some even changed the times in which they lived because of their testimony. They were people who were not overcome by fear. They were not influenced greatly by any anxieties of their time, by the circumstances um, that might have come upon them. But they used those events to follow Christ more personally in a very powerful way that others later came to admire. And this becomes important because some of the great ones that we know, uh, St. Augustine, uh, a good friend kept pushing him 
towards the faith because he was, he was a rascal. <laughs> and uh, some of the other saints, there were people around them that pushed them and continued to push them and to be examples. And um, by the grace of God, now they are uh, what we call super saints, <laughs> which I don't think the saints in heaven probably like that term. <laughs> well, if they're super saints, what's, what am I? <laughs> but in heaven, um, there is so much love that they probably don't even care. They probably laugh at us as they intercede for us and pray for us and push us also by God's grace. They were people not overcome by the wrong goings on around them, but kept the course by keeping focused on Christ. The saints show us that holiness is not made in heaven. It works itself out here on earth. We too can be transformed inside and made strong in Christ as they were. They show us that holiness is possible anywhere, anytime, everywhere, and every time. That means that even now we have saints among us. You might be sitting next to one right now. Oh, but Father, they don't have halos. That's because artists put halos on them <laughs> to indicate their holiness. <laughs> they are not surrounded by golden auras, but they look like everyone else. They don't look like saints depicted on our holy cards. And yet the light of Christ comes through them in all its many colors, like a stained glass window. There are many ways of reflecting Christ and paths to holiness. And this is one of the meanings found in the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gives his homily on that mountain. Each one of the Beatitudes is a way of following Christ and it is certainly in contrast to how the world sees things. Today we celebrate the saints of God, all of them, people who were like us, people who struggled like us, people who gained victory as we will too in Christ. And they show us that we can rise above our times in which we live by the grace of Christ and the power of his cross, which is not exhausted, not ever, but flows strong through our times and into our own day, into our own lives. That source is found in God's grace and in the Mass and the sacraments, and it can make us spiritual success stories, if you will, too. Remember, we do not worship saints. But we honor them, and in honoring them, we honor the one who made them, God. We ask for their intercessions. They are our brothers and our sisters in the faith. They know only love in heaven, and they only desire what is best for us. So we ask for their intercession and help to enable us, with God's grace, to be spiritually strong. The lives of the saints are not about what was, but what can be in our life. Every age needs people who let the light of Christ shine forth 
to show the world hope, joy, and love. And that holiness in life is possible for everyone. The saints did that in the past, and we are called to do it now. God raises saints in every generation. That means he's doing it now. Maybe you. Maybe you, little one. <laughs> Maybe you. Maybe you. I'm not sure maybe is the right word. He is doing. He's raising those people up in our times so that we may walk in faith and hope and love and strength as they did. And as many of them changed their society and their times, so will the saints being raised now change ours. My friends, tomorrow is, uh, as you understand it, All Souls Day. Its uh, technical name is the commemoration of all the faithful departed, uh, where the Mass uh, resembles that of a funeral Mass. And we remember our friends and loved ones who have passed from this world into the next, especially the members of our own parish uh, who have passed in the past year.